good to be here this morning. We're thankful for God's grace that makes that so. Amen. We want to continue our study that we began a couple of weeks ago. This is on the assets of our heavenly bank account. Ephesians chapter 3, or 1, I'm sorry. Ephesians chapter 1. And we'll read verse 13 only. It says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that ye believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. When you think about a seal, first thing that comes to my mind in a, in a human sense was I remember that, I don't know if any of you ladies in here have ever canned, put up goods in, in mason jars, but uh, that was something that when I was raised up, it was done quite a bit in my family. Uh, my grandmother uh, and my mother, uh, they were always canning something. And um, I remember that they would put whatever it was into the jars. They'd put the jars down in hot water, mason jars, and they'd seal them. And they'd turn the water on and boil it. And when it popped, you hear that pop on the lid, you knew that it was sealed. Mm -hmm. So that's my first impression about something being sealed. It was, it was, it was secure. Uh, and you could put it on the shelf and, uh, and they'd mark the dates on them. Some of them things were two or three years old. And when you popped it open, it was still just as good as, as if they picked it out of the garden. So, uh, in our sense of our study this morning, a seal is a stamp impressed as a mark either of privacy or of genuineness. You put a seal on it. Uh, it was custom in the days, probably back in the 1800s and 1700s, that when they would send a letter, maybe a king to another uh, governor or something under him, he would maybe be instructions or whatever, the envelope would be sealed with wax and then he would take his ring or his signet and he would seal that, that wax and put that seal on there. So uh, it gives you some idea of what we're talking about here. Again, verse 13, In whom ye also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You know, I remember we used to go to the movies as a kid. Uh, on Saturday down to Park Theater, they would have Western days. It all be it was westerns, 
And uh, I remember watching uh, some of those scenes when they'd have a they'd have a cattle roundup and they would have to brand the, the cattle. And they would lay the cow down and, and take that hot branding iron and they would put that mark on his hide to seal that, uh, that uh, brand there. It, it would mark them as belonging to the individuals that the, the mark uh, spoke of as, as their being the owner of those cattle. They were theirs. It showed their ownership. Over in 2 Timothy, chapter 2, and verse 19, it says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. Mm-hmm. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Right. So, to belabor the point, <laughs> to seal something is for the purpose of security. Right. To prove ownership and provide some permanency. That's the aim, but oftentimes it's not successful. You remember in the days of Christ that they would uh, they would seal the tombs, and even uh, later on they would seal the tombs, and that was to discourage tomb robbers. These uh, uh, elaborate uh, pyramids were nothing more than tombs for for wealthy kings, and they would be sealed all kind of ways. You remember when the, uh, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate to see about sealing the tomb of Christ. They weren't successful, were they? Matthew 27. Verse 61. Let's wrap with verse 57. Matthew 27, verse 57. When the evening was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered, and when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock, and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. Now chapter 28 says in verse 1, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene the others to see the sepulcher. Behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came, rolled back the stone from the door and set it, and set upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment was as white as snow. And for fear of the keepers did shake, and for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. The angel answered and said to the women, Fear ye not, ye 
I know that you seek Jesus, which is crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. The tomb couldn't hold Christ, no matter how good the seal was, could it? Right. But when God seals something, yeah. now God didn't seal that tomb. Right. Men did. When God seals something, He's successful. That's right. I'm thankful for sure about one thing that He sealed, and that was Satan's doom. Mm. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. And cast him into the bottomless pit, shut him up, set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till a thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. The loosening wasn't for the, 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 uh, the uh, inefficiency of the seal. It's because God wanted to loose him. Right. If you look over in down in that chapter in verse 7, it says that when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. That seal served its purpose. Yeah. You see. And shall go out to see the nations which are in the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog together them together to battle, number of whom is as the sea of the sand. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed them, uh, the camp of the saints throughout the beloved city. The fire came down from God of heaven and devoured them. And the devil, who had been released, you see, from that thousand year seal, that was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So now, He's resealed, so to speak. When Paul, you recall in Romans 15, I'm trying to press upon us the, this idea of a seal. When Paul took certain contributions from the saints at Macedonia and Achaia, for the poor saints in Jerusalem. It was customary in that day when valuables were transported from one place to another to seal the valuables with the seal to guarantee that the, the full delivery of the contents making them safe and secure. Somebody sent them, they sealed them so that when they arrived, uh, they would, uh, uh, everything in there that would be there. And if not, the seal would be broken, and you could tell that it had been broken. In Romans 15, chapter 26, it says, For it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. It hath pleased them verily, and their debtors are they are. For if the Gentiles have been made partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister unto them in carnal things. When therefore I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, 
I will come by you unto Spain. In other words, he's going to seal it. They gave Paul something to give to another church, and he took it, and it was sealed. And uh, so when he got there, they could see that everything that they had intended to give was delivered. I worked for the post office for 37 years, and at one time I worked on the window and had to deal with a registered mail that people would come in. Registered mail is unique to any other mail in the post office. You have certified letters uh, and other types of letters. They just go through the regular mail. They're marked certified. But a registered mail is not. It goes under lock and key. Every place that it goes, it's in a, a locked canvas pouch. That pouch is sealed. Uh, if it goes from one office to another, it's kept in a safe and locked in a vault overnight. Nobody gets anything registered mail. Used to be when uh, we would get mail in off of the trucks at uh, the post office in Huntington that the guys would come in with a registered mail and they would have a, a pistol on their side. And they would carry that registered mail up to the registered room where it was unlocked and they went inside and deposited that registered sack. And it was locked. With a, with a, they, it was guarded with a pistol. We, we used to laugh. Some of those guys would come in like Barney Fife. You know, they thought they were all something with that pistol hanging on their side. But anyway, you get the point. They sealed those things up and, and you couldn't get it. I remember going up into the register room one time to, to get something from there. They had to unlock the door, and the guy dumped the pouch up on the on the table, and it was all kind of gold coins. They went everywhere, but it was in it was in that security room. They had a time trying to get them back in that sack, but they found them all. But anyway, you get the idea of this matter of being sealed. In the spiritual world, remember our text. Let me see if I can remember it. Well, there in Ephesians 1.13. And whom also you also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. In the spiritual world, the time of sealing is after the time of believing. Subsequent to his possessing us and securing us as being his against all enemies who would try to uh, keep us from being his, such as Satan, and who want to make us their captive. When we were saved, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Praise God. Right. I never have to worry about losing my salvation because of that seal. Amen. And you can't see that seal, but God knows it. And right. God puts it there. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. We're, we're marked out as God's own. Secured by him and for him. 
and as such we're sealed unto the day of redemption of our final deliverance through the Lord Jesus Christ. I not only want to be sealed with the Holy Spirit, but I think we all want to be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Not the world or the flesh or the devil. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit, and I do so often. For he has many promises. Because Ephesians 1.13, you notice it says there, in whom you have also trusted. We'll know this verse will get done. After that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and also after that you believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. But surely we may understand his spirit, his spirit's testimony, as a light shining on our conscience after regeneration. I had a difficult time in, in trying to grasp this meaning of of sealing, uh, I hope I can convey it to you that you might, that we might both understand it. Romans eight sixteen. Mm -hmm. It says the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Galatians four six. Because you are the sons of God, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Back in Romans again, 5 and 5, it says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us. This is the earnest of our inheritance, that Holy Spirit. We haven't come into all of our inheritance when God saves us. But the Holy Spirit is that earnest that he gives us. It is a spiritual mind of life and peace. Again in Romans 8 and verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Redemption, though perfectly assured by Christ, secured by Christ in this life, won't be fully enjoyed till the next life. Till we have a down payment. This ceiling speaks of a finished contract or transaction. The Spirit, the buys of me, proves. That my belief is genuine. Oh, man. Bible says in Romans 8 9. If any man have not the spirit of Christ. He is none of his. Yeah. A lot of people can pretend to know the Lord. But deep down inside they know they don't. Unless they have the spirit of God that abides within them. And assures them that he is. Oh I tell you I don't deserve to be saved. Paul said he was the chief of sinners. I beg to differ with me. We were talking about the things there 
I lived a very carnal life. If it was wrong, then I was there. If it was bad and not good for you, then I, that's what I was for. You name it. I'm not proud of that. But that's what God took me from. Amen. And I thank Him for it. Right. I was as bad as the bad could be. I wouldn't want to tell you the things that I did or thought in my unsaved life. I wonder that God ever saved me. Praise God He did. Now to understand that the Holy Spirit Himself is the seal. Believe that to be true. So I want to look now. At this ceiling. And see the things that it's indicative of. It's ownership. Security. And a finished transaction. Ownership, the first thing we want to look at. In the book of Nahum, I had to go through my Recite my, my uh, Bible there if I can find it. The book of Nahum, we don't look at that too often. Nahum chapter 1 verse 7. Speaking about ownership. It said, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trusteth in him. A man denies the Lord as he who shed his blood to purchase them, he can't be a child of God. I can say that without any, without any fear of, uh, of argument. Second Peter chapter 2. You can't deny the Lord and say you're the Lord's. Second Peter chapter two and verse one. Wherefore laying aside that's first Peter. Second Peter two one says there, but there were false prophets also among people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privilege shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Look at 1 Corinthians. Chapter 6. Mm 
19 and 20. What know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit which is in you and you have God, you're not your own? You see, God owns us. We're not our own. For you're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. First Corinthians seven twenty three. You're bought with a price, be not ye the servants of men. one more verse, 1 John 4 and 2. I want to emphasize this ownership. All those verses stress this point. 1 John 4 2. I read 1 John 4 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God, that every spirit that expresses that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh is of God. Simple as that. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. You remember Peter, a blood-bought saint. He denied the Lord, didn't he? Yeah. And we've all done that. But that Spirit of God that sealed him pricked his conscience. And he repented, didn't he? And he wept bitterly with tears. I've been there. I'm sure you have too. Matthew 26, 69. Now Peter sat in the palace, without the palace. The damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also art with Jesus Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. When he was going over into the, uh, out in the porch, another maid saw him and said to them uh, that were with him, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. They said, there he is. <laughs> He's one of the lords. And again he denied him with an oath. I do not know the man. After a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, surely Thou also art one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. But I say he wept bitterly. He died him the third time, and it says, in verse 74, then he began to curse and swear and saying, I know not the man immediately the cock crew. Peter remembered the word of Jesus which said unto him, Surely uh, before the cock crow thou shalt deny thee thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. He says, I know not the Lord. But he knows us. 
Right. He knows us. Second Timothy two nineteen. Never left the foundation of God standing sure, having this seal: the Lord knoweth them that are His. Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. That word knoweth has the meaning of, of, of a kinsman. He knows us. Nahum 1.7 says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. Why does he know us? Because he owns us. Because he's bought us. Shed his blood for us. The ownership of a loving master also has a reciprocal love. And although at times we may disobey God, in the end we'll be found to say like uh, there in, in Exodus, uh, I love my master. Remember the, the servant that was, was sealed? He said, I love my master, that servant there in Exodus 21.5. He was a slave and he had such a loving, firm, but fair master that when the, the, the seven years was up and he could be released, he chose to stay with his master. And even to the point that he submitted to having ear board through to show ownership. That ear being bored through was kind of a seal you see that he was belonged to his master and he was he was proud to be a servant of his master Amen. devoted to him what know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit which is in you which you have of God and you are not your own for you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit which are God's. Now being under a master, even a good master, can be painful at first. Because we have rebellious urges. And we're trying to subdue those. And we're trying to get accustomed to the yoke. But when we're toughened into that, and the yoke becomes a little more comfortable, we wear it as a badge of sonship. You're bought with a price. Be not you servants of sin. We're bought with a price. That is the ownership. We abuse ownership so often that we're wasting all of our Father's blessings, don't we? So often we do that. But when we repent, we find Him loving. Loving us as His own. Let that sink in for a while. That God loves us and we know what we are uh, according to Paul's estimate. Not worthy to be called a child of God. 
We abuse ownership, don't we? So often. Mm -hmm. Because we waste the blessings that God gave us. That's abusing our ownership. Shaming God. But when we come to ourselves, as the old prodigal did, we find him loving. Loving us just as if we were his own and we always were his own and will never be anything other than his own. I'm going to read that. I like that old story about the prodigal. Because that's me. He said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, give me the portions of goods that follows me, and he divided them this, uh, his living. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, took his journey into a far country, and wasted his substance with righteous living. When he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and sent, himself, uh, sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would have fain have filled his belly with the husk of that swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. That's the bottom of the pit. That's when he got down to the bottom. But when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to eat? It's despair, and I perish with hunger. I will rise and go to my father, will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. No more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. He rose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and no more worthy to be called thy son. The father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. For he was lost and is found. And he began to be merry. He was lost but the father knew where he was at. <laughs> so sealing is indicative of ownership. It's also indicative of security. Yeah. You put a seal on something to secure it. Ephesians 4.30 mm -hmm. says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. When God saves me, he puts the Holy Spirit within me. And I cannot be lost. And I'll be his until the day that he's redeemed me, that is, body and soul, and I'll be with him throughout all eternity. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed in the day of redemption.
in the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 30, or verse uh, 4 and verse 30. You know the story of and Esther there when the Jews were Mordecai wanted to, or not Mordecai, but Haman wanted to kill all the Jews. But there was Mordecai and there was his niece, which was Esther. And to, without reading through the whole thing in Esther chapter 8, and verse 8. Let me go as, as a Esther 8.1. On that day did King Ahasuerus give the house of Haman, the Jews' enemy, unto Esther the queen. You see, Haman was found out and he was, he was hanged on a gallows. Mm -hmm. And so they did, King Ahasuerus give the house of Haman, the Jews' enemy, unto Esther the queen. Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was unto her. The king took up his ring, which he had, we remember talking about that a moment ago. His ring which he had taken from Haman and gave it unto Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. And Esther spake yet again before the king and fell down at his feet. And besought him with tears to put away the mischief of Haman the Agagite and his device that he had devised against the Jews. Verse 4, Then the king held out the golden scepter, scepter, scepter uh, toward Esther. So Esther arose and stood before the king and said, If it please the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and the thing seem right before the king, and I be pleasing in his eyes, that it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews which are in all the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see this evil that shall come upon my people? Or how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? The king of Ahasuerus said unto Esther the queen, and to Mordecai the Jew, behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and him they have hanged upon the gallows, because he laid his hand upon the Jews. Write ye also for the Jews, as that liketh you, in the king's name, and seal it with the king's ring. For the writing which is written in the king's name, and seal with the king's ring, may no man reverse. My friend, our salvation is secure in Jesus Christ. We have the seal. Amen of God on us. In Daniel chapter 6, read a few verses here. Please Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes who should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might be given a counsel to them, and the king should have no damage. And this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find occasion, nor fault, for as much as he was faithful. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it in him concerning the law of his God. Wouldn't that be great? 
we can say that. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said unto the king, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors, the captains, have consulted together to establish the royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast in the den of lions. Now, O king, establish that decree and sign the writing, that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which, allow, which uh, altereth not, or for the king dare sign the writing of the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into the house, and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled down upon his knees three times a day and prayed, gave thanks before God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. And then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any God or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast in the den of lions? The king answered and said, The king, this, the, the thing is true. According to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king, now that Daniel, which is of the children of captivity, Judah regardeth not thee. O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. And the king, when he had heard these words, was sore displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, and he labored until the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king, and said unto the king, O king, the law of Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king established may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake unto Daniel that God, whom thou servest continually, he, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of a den, and the king sealed it with his own signet, with the signet of his lords, and that the purpose might not be changed concerning, uh, changed concerning Daniel. He signed it with his ring. Set a seal upon it for security. So the, uh, the, the uh, 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 seal is not only for ownership, but for security. Right. You and I are going to be the Lord's till our final deliverance. And Christ's death and burial resurrection is our seal that we will always be His. And finally, it also speaks of a, fi a finished transaction. Right. When the seal is there, the deed is done. Right. John chapter 17. And verse 4. John 17, 4 says, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work that thou gave us me to do. He put his seal on us and he finished it by his death, burial, and resurrection. In John 19, 30. Jesus said, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, 
He said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. That was a seal. Christ said, it's finished. I put my seal on it. Amen. Jeremiah 30. Jeremiah 32. Verse 11. Let's go back to verse 8. So Hannah Meal, my uncle's son came to me in the court, in the prison, according to the word of the Lord, and said unto me, By my field, I pray thee, that is in Anathoth, which is in the country of Benjamin, for the right of inheritance is thine, and the redemption is thine. Buy it for thyself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. And I bought the field of Hanamiel, my uncle's son that was in Anathoth, and weighed him the money, even 17 shekels of silver. And I subscribed, that word means sign the deed. I signed the deed. I subscribed the evidence and sealed it. And took witness and weighed him the money in the balances. So I took the evidence That's the deed of purchase, both that which was sealed according to the law, custom, and that which was open. So it, it, it stands for a finished transaction. Right. A seal is the deed. Again, the Holy Spirit itself is a seal. Mm -hmm. His blood sealed the death or the deal of remitting our sins, so to speak. We're justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Right. We don't need the law. We need the seal of the Holy Spirit. Right. So, a seal is a finished sign of ownership, a sign of security, and a sign of a finished transaction. May God bless His Word. Really? not right here. Let's stand, Brother Frankie, if you want to come, we'll sing a verse this morning. As Brother Crowder stated when he started, you know, think of a seal. And I too thought about canning things. If it doesn't seal, then it's going to ruin. It's going to go bad. It's not going to be preserved. And if you're not sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, you're going to go bad. You're, gonna, you're not going to be preserved unto the day when the Lord comes. If you're hearing without Christ, as we read there, you need to come to Him, and after that you have believed, you'll be sealed with the 
with the spirit of promise. And that promise is that when the Lord comes, He's going to come and get you. He's, he, that's the earnest payment. That's the down payment. You buy a house, you give them an earnest payment. That I'm, I'm giving you a down payment that I'm serious about this purchase and, and I'm going to finish paying it. Christ has given you the Holy Spirit after you believe and He says, I'm serious about this and I'm going to come again and I'm going to get your body. Praise the Lord. And if you don't have that Holy Spirit, if you're not sealed with it, if His Spirit isn't speaking to your spirit, if you're not being led by the Spirit of God, then that means you're not sealed. It means you're not saved. Because everybody who's saved is sealed. And so we invite you to come if the Lord's spoken to you. What number, brother? Page 241. This so sweet to trust in Jesus. One verse. Amen. This so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take Him at His word. Just to rest upon His promise. Just to know Thus said the Lord, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I proved Him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. Alright, we're going to close with a word of prayer, and then... Uh, we're going to take an intermission long enough to pass out uh, the uh, stuff for the business meeting. Uh, Brother Frankie, why don't you close with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace this morning. We thank you for all you do for us. Thank you for this privilege we have of being one of your children. Thank you for the word of God preached this morning that gives us a uh, advice, instruction, uh, ministering to our hearts and, and give us direction for our lives. Father, we pray for those that are not saved that continue to seek and trust the Lord and His Word. And Father, we praise You for uh, bringing us out of the miry pit and uh, bringing us, redeeming us unto You. Father, we thank you this morning for each and everyone that is here. Uh, it is uh, no coincidence that we are all here this morning. The Lord is, uh, is the Lord's doing. And Father, it is also uh, a commandment to assemble ourselves together when the door opens. Father, thank you for uh, this privilege we have. We pray this morning for each one in the body of Christ here and assembled here this morning. We ask you to be with us as we uh, get together for your business meeting. And uh, we pray for those that are not here and for different circumstances or out. And uh, we thank Alexis and Micah at this point.
traveling probably, and uh, we just continue to give you praise, glory, and honor this morning. Our prayer goes out for churches of like faith uh, in the states and all over the world. And Father, as they assemble also, Father, give us the grace that we continue this day to keep it holy unto you, the Lord's day. Uh, be with us in the remainder of this meeting. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Forgive us our sins and trespasses. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Sure, she didn't fall, and she did that for assistance. Pastor and moderator call the church to order for the business meeting. We'll have the clerk's report and the treasurer's report. Go ahead, Brother Frankie. Uh, starting with January? No, it should be another one. We did January. Did we? Yeah. April? Should be April to June. Uh, oh, April to June. Okay. Yeah. Uh, business minutes for April through June. 
On April the 4th, 2023, Pastor Healy was in the hospital and there were different items of business that were taken care of by the church. We did not have a written record of what was voted on, but there was nothing untoward that took place during this time. Pastor Tate Pierce, Pastor Timothy B. Healy, Pastor Joseph Cedars, and Pastor Timothy J. Healy, and Brother Jesse Healy preached. Supply offerings was given to each one. A love offering was also given to Sister Healy. On June 11, 2023, Pastor Healy called the church to order for the regular monthly business meeting. There was no clerk report read as it was not prepared at this time. Pastor Healy presented the treasurer's report. A motion and second to approve it was made. The church voted it was unanimous. Pastor Healy noted that his monthly support check was off for two months. The amount it was off was $1,000 each month. The necessary correction will be made. New business. Pastor Healy presented the following offerings. Brother Jim Crowder, $1,000. Brother Jesse Healy, $1,000. Brother Timothy B. Healy, $1,500. Brother Timothy John Healy, $1,000. Brother Tate Pierce, $1,500. Brother Joseph Sitters, $1,500. A motion and second was made to that effect. The church voted and there was unanimous approval of, approval of July. After some discussion, Sunday, July the 30th was settled upon. A motion second to that effect was made. The church voted and there was unanimous approval. Pastor Healy had the church to pray about really starting up some mission funds and also having a fall meeting, possibly in October. There was no other business at this time. There was a motion and second to dismiss. The church voted and there was unanimous approval. Services were closed in prayer. On Wednesday, June the 21st, 2023, Pastor Healy called the church to order for two items of business. We have received the bid to remodel the hall bedroom at the church parsonage into a walk-in shower. The labor said he would the labor said he would do it for $2,500 for labor if the church will supply the material. Pastor Hilly recommended that we can we go forward with this. A motion and second was made the church the church voted unanimously. A love offering was given to our pastor, but was made out to the church. A motion and second was made to release the funds to our pastor. The church voted unanimously to do so. That's it. Thank you, brother. There are motion and second to accept the clerk's report then. Brother Dan. <coughs> Second, Brother Crowder. Any questions? If not, all in favor? Any opposition? Motion passes unanimously. Okay. Treasurer's report. Everybody go to the very last page. It should say 
March 2023. <clears throat> and that is the, this is the building fund. So in, we opened the account, uh, when we went to the bank and opened the account, this, we did it in March, and that was the funds, $8,299.72. At the credit union, you got to have, at Mid-Florida, you got to have a savings account, and it's got to have $100 in it. So if you look on the left, it says savings account, $100. So that's going to stay there. Do you not have it, brother? No, March. Yeah, March. Mine's fine. Okay. His is one of the blank ones. Okay, we had a little, a little issue. I got it right here. Say, I'm not seeing things. <laughs> Anybody else have a blank mark? Get back to that, doctor. Okay. Yeah. I one of those. Uh, I love you too. I never heard anybody tell me they love me in the middle of a business meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's March. So go to the next page. This was April. This is when I was in the hospital, went first into the hospital. And Brother Micah had access to this account. So there were tithes and offerings of $4,025. So he made the deposit into the building fund instead of into our regular treasury. These were uh, taken out at that time. Uh, love offering the $500 because he could only get out of the ATM 500 at a time. And so he did, that was the 2000 that y'all gave to my wife. And this is what I was told happened. Uh, Frankie, you might take some notes if I'm not here, if you're here. Or if Frankie's not here, somebody write some stuff down for me. Um, 340 was taken out. I don't know who that was for yet. And then $162.60 was taken out for Cintas. And so that uh, brings our total $9,822.12. And the savings account was $100. Now if you turn to May. <clears throat> In May, we had uh, two withdrawals. One for $300, one for $100. I don't know who those were for. Uh, debit card, uh, Sherwin-Williams for the paint, $736.79. We paid Jamison Eves, $1,200.00. He painted the outside of the building. So the the guy who gave us a quote, he wanted twenty nine hundred just for labor. And so we were able to do it for nineteen hundred ish dollars. Uh, bottom ending balance seven thousand four hundred eighty five dollars thirty three cents. And we had a hundred dollars in the savings account. Now June, this is the building fund. Uh, the only thing that we had in there were paper statements uh, for the 
they charge $3 bank fee. I switched it over to electronic statements. I didn't know it wasn't already set to electronic statements. Uh, <clears throat> $3. Uh, so the, right now, at the end of June, we have $7,482.33 in the building fund and $100 in the savings account. <clears throat> Are there any questions on the building fund? Okay. Next one. Next page. Should say June of 2023. This is our regular treasury. This is the one that's at truest. <clears throat> our prior monthly balance was $51,000. $46.85. We had a total of $16,869.55 in offerings. Expenses for the month of June. Uh, Florida Blue, Pastor and Wife's Medical Insurance, $140.10. Electric for the property, $390.56. Pastor Hilly Back Support, $2,000. That was from... Uh, April and May. It was uh, supposed to be 4500 and it was um, $3,500. Uh, love offering to Brother Crowder, $100. Or, I'm sorry, $1,000. Uh, love offering, Brother Timothy John Hilly. It was a $1,000 love offering, and then he preached twice for us, so that was $1,200. Peter DeLuca, uh, he did that electrical work. I forgot to add that into the clerk's report, but he did uh, electrical work, $750. Brian Willis, $100. Brian Quinn, $290. Uh, Brentwood Baptist Church, Brother Matt Sue's support, $100. Uh, Sermon Audio, their monthly fee, $49.95. And Brother Joseph Sitter's love offering, $1,500. Uh, prior monthly balance, $51,000. Uh, $46.85. Any monthly balance, $60,395.79. Uh, is there a motion and second then to accept the treasurer's report? Brother Frankie? There a second? Brother Dan? Are there any questions? If not, all in favor? Any opposition? Motion passed unanimously. Okay, uh, new business. Uh, I'd like to recommend to the church that we uh, begin to send support to Brother Caleb uh, down in Lima, Peru. Uh, you got his report there. Uh, we were sending $100 a month <clears throat> uh, at intervals of every six months and so uh, I'd like to recommend to the church at this time that we send him just a thousand dollars and that'll be the six months July through December and just a little extra of four hundred dollars brother Caleb okay. <clears throat> down in Peru
Is there a motion then to that effect? Brother Frankie? Is there a second? Brother Dan? Any questions? All in favor? Motion passes unanimously. I do have a question. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a little slow. No, go ahead. So what, what was, give me that one for again, but my mind don't work as good. It's a thousand dollars to Brother Caleb, and we're going to start sending him support. It's a hundred dollars a month, but for this time we just added four hundred dollars to it. Okay. <clears throat> um, a lot of people have asked, you guys have asked, uh, something that we stand in need of and one of the things that we uh, could use is uh, is we we could use somebody to come in and help clean at the parsonage uh, Cassie's really uh, burdened right now with uh, tending to me and I mentioned it and I know brother Crowder you mentioned that that was something that you thought the church should take care of uh, Wednesday so um, we're, we're going to interview, uh, some people and go with one that we're comfortable with. Uh, but, and I don't know the, how long it'll be, but it'll be a great relief to us. I know that. So do you want to make that a motion, Brother Crowder? Yeah. Okay. Is there a second then? Are there any questions? Okay. All in favor? I'm surprised the kids didn't vote on that one. All right. Any opposition? Okay. Passes the answer. Brother Crowder, do you have anything? No, sir. Brother Dan, anything? Brother Frank, anything? No, sir. Okay. The one thing I'd like the church to pray about, in addition to the other things that we've been praying about, we prayed about the uh, having a meeting in October is um, <clears throat> I like the church to pray about getting Murphy beds if you don't know what Murphy beds are they're ones that close up into a cabinet and our thought was we could put one in the Sunday school room back here and there could be one up there in that, that room over there and then Folks have a place to stay uh, when they come for uh, a meeting. We don't have to get a hotel room. The hotel rooms, the prices have gone up since COVID. Talking about for the pastors. Yeah, the for preachers to come in and uh, they'll have restrooms. Uh, and then for showering, they can come over to the parsonage. Um, I know Brother Bourne used to bring his camper. They've sold it. They got rid of it because of uh, just uh, they're they're not going to be doing that anymore. Um, they're just getting older, and so uh, we've got a couple, and everybody here's in the text thread uh, that we found on Amazon, and so we were going to just put the link in, and you can click on it and see it and what it is, and it would. Uh, like if we ever have a meeting in April for our anniversary, the church's anniversary, 
the hotel rooms are over $300 a night because of the strawberry festival and sun and fun and they just stay high at that time so uh, I like the church to pray about getting those and uh, and then we'll how much you said they were using uh, I think it was around fifteen hundred dollars so I did not get anything uh, any any uh, uh, buddy to come look about the carport awning I'm gonna call them tomorrow again and see if they I can get them out or if they don't want to do it if they know somebody that does because that was our next project and then then one after that is the septic system um, one guy he doesn't do it but he said he knows about it he said he thinks it might just be an issue at the drain field the septic tank might looks like it could be okay so that's good news um, but uh, uh, that was just his unprofessional opinion on septic tanks but uh, that was something that came across our mind that eventually and pretty quick it would pay for itself um, not getting the hotel rooms and then you know I mean we can do a buy some muffins and stuff and set them out in the fellowship hall for people to do breakfast just like they do I mean it's not hard so uh, just something we thought that would help and then they can they still got you know place they can I know like my dad you know he likes to stretch out and and have some privacy and different things and and so that I looked at could we put a shower stall in in the in the men's bathroom because we never shared a bathroom I mean it's only one person in there at a time yet there's two toilets but I just don't it's smaller than I thought it was it'd be real cramped and and so I don't think that's the idea brother Crowder asked about well could we put it in another room well then you got to run pipes water pipes they got to run uh, uh, septic you know to get the stuff out there so um, for now I think the Murphy beds will be good and we'll we'll just make it work I told the boys yeah uh, I told the boys I said if somebody's not comfortable being over here I said you boys can come over here and sleep and they the people can have your beds and they said oh that sounds like fun so um, <clears throat> but uh, so that's what I have I'd like you to pray about doing that all right uh, if there's nothing else is there a motion and second to dismiss